Welcome back. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. A lot of goings on right now in the NBA. Big weekend coming up, we all know, but uh, last night some of the uh, holiday festivities might have happened just a little bit early considering the fact that you got a couple of uh, new bucks to talk about, and one being an old buck, but uh, a fan favorite nonetheless, who opted out and then opted back in. And to talk a little bit more about it, our, our buddy Jim Ozarski from the uh, Journal Sentinel now joining us on the hotline. Jimmy, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good, Bill. How are you? I'm doing well, and uh, happy holiday to you, so to speak. So let me ask you, you get Bobby Port- I I never thought Bobby Portis was leaving this organization. He was doing too much around town. He was doing too many Instagrams and videos and having too much fun and hanging with people. And So I never thought he was leaving. I just th- thought that what exactly was going to happen happened. So it's good to keep Bobby Portis. Do you agree? Yeah, it, it's a win for both parties. I think the only thing that would have thrown a wrench in that bill was if, you know, there were more teams with, with more cap space, to be quite honest. I mean, look, it, I think it was going to take a significant raise over, let's just call it 49, 50 million. The bucks could offer for him to leave Milwaukee. Um, and the way the year shook out, the way the, the off season shook out, there just wasn't that team that was going to, push it to 15 million a year annually, 16, 17, the type of money that would really make him, you know, want to leave the situation. So uh, yeah, look, he's two months younger than Giannis bill. Um, so the, the bucks have to feel he's still hitting his prime. He's improved each of the last two years. They know what he can do. Uh, they know how he fits. There's really no questions in that regard. There's no mysteries. Um, and on, on one hand, you pay a guy bill to, for what he's going to do for you. But let's be real. I think some of this money has to do for what he did do for them the last two years by by taking less money in in each of those seasons. The the team itself, we all know that defense upon the uh, the three foot arc or the three point arc and the shooting prowess on the outside, they need to improve in both areas. So they bring back Wesley Matthews. They also add Ingles, Joe Ingles, to the mix. So talk to me about how you think this team. From from the last time you and I spoke, or even yesterday for that matter, has improved. Yeah, I mean, it, look, in terms of of three point shooting and three point defense, it, it's it's sort of twofold. It's the draft pick of Marshawn Bochamp, who we don't know about his three point shot, Bill. Like, I mean, you can't really dive into G League footage or Yakima Valley footage and, and say, okay, this is an immediate translation. There's a projection there, but really that seven foot wingspan, the six, six height, the ability to defend Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, James Harden around the arc athletically. If they go small is an improvement eases some of the Chris Middleton, Drew holiday pressure. Joe Ingles is interesting bill because look, he's not going to be ready to play coming off the ACL. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he's a 40% three-point shooter, and a really he's really gotten better as a pick-and-roll ball handler. So in that two-man game with Giannis, Chris, you've got to respect that shot. Um, I, on paper, that's an improvement on the offensive side. Um, are you getting two players for maybe what you hope to get in one? <laughs> sure. But those right. three and D guys, like those are hard, really hard to find who could do both. Um, so yeah, Bill, I think if you're going to go to a checklist of, okay, 
these are some areas Boston or some other teams proved the Bucks deficient in. I think John Horst made moves to get better at it. Of course, we'll have to see how it plays out as they make another you know playoff run um, next spring. Because that's really what it's about, Bill. Right? Like right. it's not about November, December, January. It's what do they look like April, May, June, and that's. The fun part, but maybe the hard part for Bucks fans too, because it's like, oh, all this excitement in June. Okay, we need to wait till next, you know, eleven months from now to see it play out. Right. I had said yesterday that when you start to go through players, there's obviously your starters, and then there's the role players, and everybody's got a role. Now, are they dynamic in that role? I thought Bobby Portis was, and I thought Wesley Matthews was. I did. Grayson Allen faded when they needed him the most. I don't think he was, but a guy that very quietly went about a bit about his business and got it done in the postseason was Javon Carter as well, and he gets a new contract too. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So, Carter, two things there. Carter's return. I wonder what that means for George Hill. Because clearly we saw, Bill, and, and we talked about this, I'm sure your, your callers too, it's like, wait a minute, where's Javon Carter? George Hill's hurt. Does this mean George Hill is not back? Does this mean he is back, but maybe the Bucks realize they can't or shouldn't push him the minutes they did? Same thing with Wesley Matthews. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, yeah, Carter, I think, proved to have a, maybe a more reliable jump shot than many of us thought. Now, Grayson Allen's the interesting thing there, Bill, because I, I guess I counter that a little bit in that he helped the Bucks win the Bulls series. I mean, right. is it, okay, there was another level with the Celtics. That's fair, but clearly he's a guy who can give you, and we saw it in the regular season, he can give you 25 on any night in the regular season and was able to, to rise to the occasion in a playoff series. If you look at the way they won the title, Bill, how was that different than Bryn Forbes outscoring Jimmy Butler in that, in that first-round series? We never heard about Bryn Forbes again after that. But it was important for, for them to continue the process, right? So I think if they hold on to Grayson Allen, Bill, because um, he is one of their few tradable assets, uh, I think he'll be better in year two. Um and I think Bucks fans should think about that too. Pat Connaughton's been gotten better as a three point shooter. Bobby Portis has gotten better as a three point shooter while in Milwaukee. I, I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility, Bill, for, for Grayson Allen to be better in year two also. The uh, the team itself, is there I, I mean, I know salary, I don't want to say salary cap, but where they're at right now, I know there's limited funding. We all know that. But is there a player out there that they could go out and say, you know what, either one, we're going to target to make a deal for, or two, that somebody's going to end up on the open market and you're going to go, yeah, that guy's going to be our guy. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're running up against, you know, some roster inflexibility here with, with these moves. Um, mm-hmm. Does Jordan Now, Jordan Wara was extended the qualifying offer. He, it's his option to sign that or not. Um, if he chooses to not sign it, you know, perhaps his time in Milwaukee is over and that opens up a spot. Um, you know, there's a report just before jumping on with you, Bill, out of Greece, uh, that Yorgos Papayanis, seven foot three center, he was a lotter, uh, near lottery pick, uh, you know, a handful of years ago, might be of interest to the Bucks. Um, you know, requiring a buyout might be a minimum deal. So I think there's, there's fringe 
type guys like that, Bill, but I don't know if if they choose not to trade. They're they're kind of out of money. <laughs> I mean, there, there's you know you're looking at that buyout market again in the spring. I mean, uh, unless there's a trade or this sort of low level international kind of signing like a Luca Vildoza a year ago, um, I'm not sure if there's that sort of marquee name, so to speak, uh, out there for this team. At least at least not right now. The rest of the the conference, the East, obviously we know. There's turmoil in Brooklyn, uh, without a doubt, and with everything that's gone on, and now you got KD wanting to get out and giving his list of teams a sign and trade and such, or, or just to be traded to, I should say. Obviously, Kyrie coming back, uh, but where are the powers now in in the East? Is it still just the, kind of the Bucks and the Celtics? I just, without any kind of a big move, maybe getting Tyler Hero back, they're a little bit better because of the three-point shooting capabilities down in Miami, but I still don't think they have enough to defend what the Bucks have. So where are the powers right now in the East? Yeah, I, I mean, I would just look at last year's, you know, final four in the East. I think that that's what it is. Um, you know, the Bucks, uh, if they're not the favorites, if you want to give it to Boston because they won, you know, they beat a team without Chris Milton, sure. That, that's fair. So Boston, Milwaukee, I think Philadelphia, I, we'll see what P.J. Tucker has left. Uh, clearly, Daryl Morey feels Tucker and James Harden <laughs> together will, will be something in, in Philly if Joel Embiid remains healthy. You can't discount what they did a year ago. And, and you know, if Joel's healthy, maybe, you know, this conversation in Philly is still happening just like is Milwaukee, right? Their, their mm-hmm. star was hurt. Uh, Miami, uh, yes, they, I think – even if they decide to move really important pieces for Kevin Durant, they still get Kevin Durant. So, so either way in that one, it's, it's Miami. So that's the four bill. That's the cream of the crop. That's who it is. Um, we'll see if, if, if another team or two can, can sort of make a move Atlanta, you know, are, are they better with Deontay Murray? Probably. Um, we'll see how that shakes out. I thought they'd be better than they were. A year ago, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think those are the four. And, and look, if the Bucks are the betting favorites to to win the East, um, that makes a lot of sense too. I I still think, in my opinion, that the favorite to win the East just because of the return, even if nothing changed, just because of the return of Chris Middleton. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think we're having a different conversation if if Middleton was healthy. You know, I, would they have beaten Golden State? I don't know. Uh, but I think they get to the finals. You know, I, I do feel like, you know, that was getting past the Celtics. I also feel they would have beaten the Heat, you know, in the Eastern Conference final. Um, and, and so, yes, I, I do feel the Bucks at when healthy. Look, Chris Middleton very, very well earned his four straight all-star appearance. And, and that, that's rare air. Um, very few teams have two guys like that you know, on their roster. So, yeah, yeah, Bill, I, I think if you're the Bucks, look, it, it's not super sexy. Pat Connaughton opting in. Bobby Portis coming back. Joe Ingles off an ACL. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's not right. – it's just, it's just not headline-grabbing on a national level. But if you and I talk in, in February, we're talking about one of the best teams in the East, potential MVP candidate, <laughs> Giannis, potential right. all-stars in – yeah, it, yeah, they, they are definitely a favorite 
to, to once again contend for an NBA title. Uh, I had I got into this discussion last night with a buddy of mine who said uh, the the Bucks are going to be the team to watch. Why? Because they got bounced from the playoffs. They didn't have to play late June like uh, we've seen in the past. Obviously, this is a, a back to a normal year, a normal offseason. Your, your turnaround time is not going to be just a couple of months. They're going to get additional rest, and they've added some pieces and got guys healthy. So to me, how much do you think back to the sense of normalcy after winning a championship – uh, how much do you think this team then really and being bounced from the playoffs and coming back with that sour taste in their mouth? How much do you think this team should be considered the favorite to win the East next year? Yeah, I, I, that can't be discounted, Bill. I, I think the fact that they've played so much basketball in this three-year period. I mean, Chris Middleton and, and Drew Holiday sort of joke, like they don't know, they don't really remember. I mean, it's 2019, Bill. That was the last time this offseason had happened for those guys tossing the Olympics for, for Middleton and holiday. Now reporting out of Greece is that Giannis and Thanasis and Nakuma are going to play for the Greek national team in the Eurobasket tournament, which is the biggest sort of non-Olympic international tournament in Europe. Um, in, in August, um, is that a huge deal? Probably not, not, not for Giannis. Uh, I, I don't think so, Bill. Uh, so even if he does play in that, uh, clearly that means he's ramping up. He'll be ready to go when the season starts. So, yeah, I, I think um, having that rest, especially, look, this is an older roster. Yes, Giannis and Bobby are 27, hitting their primes. Everybody else is in their early 30s to late 30s now with like Wesley Matthews, right? So having this time off um, definitely will, will help a team like this, I think, especially because they can actually train and properly get themselves ready for another what they hope is a hundred game or so March. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask you something completely off the wall because this came up to me a couple of days ago. We got into this discussion about it as well because the Bucks ownership have been part of the revitalization of Milwaukee. And we're hearing a lot of political speak about Milwaukee and about the crime. The worst nightmare came to pass when the shootings happened outside the Pfizer form after the playoff game. How much do you think this affects the franchise positively negatively you name it how what kind of what does this impact the franchise how does this impact the franchise uh you know i i think in on a literal level i i think the fact that i believe there were discussions uh you know with the city about the deer district and just sort of how that is monitored secured um, so I, I think now while this particular, that particular incident happened outside of the Deer District, uh, it was close enough. Um, and so I feel like those discussions have been had. I, I don't know what that'll look like going forward. Now, in terms of perception or fans, I, look, Bill, I, I mean, only, only those people can speak to that. I, I don't know, you know, if, look, if you want to come in and watch high level championship basketball, like that's what you're going to do. And if you're willing to come in earlier or stay later, uh, I mean, I can't speak for, for how people will feel about that or want to do it. But I, I, I mean, I don't think Pfizer forum is going to be without fans. You know right, what I mean? Right, Bill? No. I, I feel like I it's going to be rocking. And so, you know, I, I think those are individual choices, um, you know, and it's just I, I don't know what or if anything the franchise can do 
along those lines, aside from the, the properties they own, the space they own, or if they don't own it, at least they manage it, operate it. And, and that, you know, obviously those conversations happen, Bill. We'll just have to see how that is either put in place or not put in place once the season begins again in October. Jim, great stuff. Enjoy the holiday weekend, man, and we'll talk again soon, okay? All right, thanks, Bill. You too. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. Our good Jim Ozarski from uh, the Journal Sentinel covers the Milwaukee Bucks, giving us the breakdown. The team seems to be headed in the right direction. The question is, have they done enough? In your case, in your thought, with the return of Chris Middleton from injury, coming back healthy, do you think this team is right back, right back to being the team to contend with in the NBA? That's the question we all have to answer, and that's the question that the Bucks management has to answer going into this offseason and then going into the 2023 or 2022-2023 season. So I hope, I think they got better just by the return of Chris Middleton. I think we'd all agree upon that, but how much better have they gotten? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Stoley's Hog Alley, uh, still under construction. I know it's a holiday weekend, but still stop in. They still have a terrific fish fry coming up tonight. Sit outside, enjoy yourself, whether it's outside, inside, whatever it happens to be. Even during the construction, they're still open. And remember, coming up here in about a month and a half, they should be unveiling the new Look, Stoley's Hog Alley. Oh, what a party that's going to be. Beautiful. Beautiful by the renderings. Don't forget, they also have Stoles Old 109, which had a tremendous night with my buddy Rick Pomeroy playing on the patio outside last night as uh, they had bike night, Thursday night bike night, which was great. Stoles Old 109 up in Watertown, Stoley's Hog Alley in Summit right there in Oconomowoc. Either place, single owners. It's Jeff and Alicia. They're great people. Stop in, support them. And if you're looking for a job, they're hiring just like a lot of people are right now. And a little extra money along the side, not a bad way to go. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ben Z. Kenny producing the program. You find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels or at Ben Z. Kenny. You can find us there. And uh, this portion of the program brought to you by some of our good friends over there at St. Georgia. If you're heading downtown at all, maybe heading to Summerfest this weekend, you just want to sit back, relax, great atmosphere, little authentic Italiana. Oh, so good. Stop in and see my buddy Gino down at uh, Calderon Club or at San Giorgio. They're right next to each other. Old World 3rd Street, right there across the street from the Hyatt, uh, downtown Milwaukee. And walk in and get the pizzas, get the sashina, get yourself some of the penne along with it. The chicken marsala is to die for. They pair it up with Cider Boys. And uh, that's from Point Brewing. So uh, they, they do a lot of great things down at Calderon Club. And they have a lot of great dishes and such down there. But it's just the best Italian food you're ever going to put in your mouth. Or how about this? If you are looking for an opportunity to make some extra geish along the way, another great place to go and work for Gino and the gang. 
Stop in at San Giorgio, Calderon Club, and you're good to go. And they pair it all up with our friends from Point Brewing. There you have it. Um, so here's a question for you. Two things. First of all, I'm going to take it in two different directions regarding this whole realignment thing and USC and UCLA. They're coming to the Big Ten, and there's all this you know angst about it. Okay. First of all, what does all of this mean for Wisconsin? As a Wisconsin fan, what is all of or maybe as a Big Ten fan, what does all of this mean? What do you think about this? That's first, okay? Secondly, and I know there's a lot of you out there because you tell everybody you are. If you're a Notre Dame fan, and all of a sudden all their ears perked up, what? <laughs> the smell of money. Uh, if you're a Notre Dame fan, do you want to see Notre Dame go to the Big Ten? Because the arrogance of, we're an independent, yes, yes, we're an independent, uh, yeah, we, we don't do that. Um, those days are going by the wayside, because monetarily you're being kind of left in the dust. So do you want to see your school end up in the Big Ten? Either way, 877-867-1670, phone lines are wide open. If you're a Wisconsin fan, what do you think this means for the Badgers? Secondly, if you're a Notre Dame fan, do you even want to see your school come into the Big Ten or the SEC, and if so, why? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. There you go. Give us a shout. Um, meanwhile, Marv says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, how will any USC and UCLA change the Big Ten realignment? Will they need to go to a three- or four-team division? You can't really put them in the same east-west with Maryland and Rutgers. Well, it, you know, and Ben, as uh, we've talked about yesterday, eventually they're doing away with the divisions. So that's, you know, that's most likely not going to happen, correct? Yeah, divisions are on their way out. And once you add yeah. all these teams, it's nearly impossible to keep them together. Um, now, you guys did a lot on this last night with uh, Kenny and Heilprin, right? We did. Podcast? Yeah, yeah, there's a podcast out. Search Kenny and Heilprin. Talked a lot about overall college football landscape. We always kind of tussle over, like, I love divisions. Zach doesn't really. And part of it is because I'm younger and it's most of what I know, right? Like mm -hmm. the last 11 years in the Big Ten has been divisions. So I see it as something that's integral to the conference. He really doesn't, given the fact that he's been following the Big Ten much longer than I have. But, yeah, it's it seems inevitable at this point. Kind of like what the ACC did, the Big Ten will do that too. You're going to have three protected rivalry games or two, and then you'll cycle through the rest of the conference so that you play every team every two years, I believe. I, 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 I have to admit, I'm a little bit of a fan of the divisions. I like that. You play those teams in your divisions. Uh, you, you try to climb to the top of your division, and then the two top dogs in each division square off against one another. And that's your, that's your conference champion, and move on. Now, where it does get convoluted, let's say, is if you have Ohio State, you know, go 10-1 and one or whatever it happens to be, and Michigan is, you know, 9-2, and two, okay? And Wisconsin, say, at 8-3, and three, wins their division and knocks off Ohio State. Well, then Michigan, who did everything they could to get there with a better record, sits by the wayside just because they couldn't enter into the Big Ten Championship. You know what I mean? I, that's when I say, okay, I understand 
how it's convoluted uh, to a certain extent. But then if you just go with, say, the top two teams in the conference, does that – if you win the conference during the regular season, then do you do away with the conference championship game? It feels like if I'm going to project 10 years down the road, and what you said about divisions is true, it does kind of make zero sense that you have it like that. I look at it from a Wisconsin point of view, obviously, and I like it because it gives them a chance to go win the conference. Right. That they don't have to also, you know, be beating Michigan. But projecting 10 years down the road, college football playoff is going to rule everything. And it's all about how can you get the most amount of teams in the playoff from your conference. And that's why they're going to go away with the divisions. I feel like once we get into the two conference super league, if you will, with the SEC and the Big Ten, it's really just going to be you play a regular season within the conference, then you go to the playoff. Like those conference championship games aren't going to matter because like look at the Pac-12 right now. That conference championship game doesn't matter once USC and UCLA leaves. Like once you have all the good teams go to the same one, then there's no point for them. And the big moneymaker would be you add two extra rounds to the playoff instead of a conference championship weekend. And that I agree with. Um, I think, I I think we're more headed towards that direction. I still, I agree agree with your sentimentality as a Badger fan. It kind of, you know, as long as you win your West, you're going to find yourself in a conference championship game and then anything happens. But Eventually, money, the larger money, the larger pot of money is eventually going to win out. 877-867-1670. What does this mean to you as a Badger fan, first and foremost? Secondly, if you are a Notre Dame fan, do you want to see the Golden or the uh, the Golden Domers, so to speak, end up in the Big Ten? Or do you like the fact that you're that independent, although that money pit is beginning to dry up and you're you're falling way, way, way behind? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Hey, our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort got a hold of me today. We are now talking about a Bill Michael cigar dinner. A little bit of golf, some cigars. I don't know when it's going to happen, but we're in the preliminary talks about it. We'd love to do it. Uh, however... Uh, Barb up there got a hold of me today. We were discussing this, and she said, you know what? Got a lot of people that started to come up over the weekend. They got a big 4th of July fireworks celebration, obviously, on the island. Uh, the golfing is open and, and great. They have the uh, the pontoon boat tours that you can rent a pontoon boat. You can rent a kayak. You can bring your UTV, your ATV, your motorcycle, whatever it happens to be. The trails are open. Everything is fishing right there on the island. You can do that as well. So many good things happening at the Four Seasons Island Resort. Not to mention, just relax by the pool, go to the Boundary Waters Bar and have a cocktail. It is all-inclusive on the island should you choose to do so. It's that good. And the best part about it is just use the show name. Bill Michaels 15. That's it. Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels 15. Go to the4seasonswisconsin.com, and when you make a reservation, use Bill Michaels 15, and it it gives you 15% off automatically right then and there. Otherwise, when you call, say Bill Michaels 15. I heard it on the Bill Michaels show. They'll give you the discount. 715-324-5800. 715-324-5800. I'm telling you, it's a fantastic place. There's wineries and such up there, waterfall tours. You're not far from uh, the UP and Iron Mountain, Michigan. Go into town, you know, enjoy yourself, do boutique shopping, whatever it happens to be. It's a great just up north getaway. Go to the Four Seasons Island Resort. That's the Four Seasons Wisconsin.com. The Four Seasons Wisconsin.com or 715 324 5800. More of the Bill Michael Show coming back next. 
Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. September 4th, Labor Day weekend, going from one holiday to the next. Uh, we have our motorcycle ride coming up for Fisher House, Wisconsin. It benefits veterans, military members, their families, and we cannot do it without you. Please, if you have not registered already, if you ride a motorcycle, I don't care if it's a Harley, a, a Yamaha, a Honda, an Indian, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what it is. You are welcome to join us. Please come out and join us. It's going to be our biggest ride ever. Uh, we are shooting this year. At last year, we came close. We're shooting this year for over 800 bikes. We were uh, just short of that this past season. So uh, this well, last year, but this year, uh, with everything, all the details that have really come together in a great way, uh, and our sponsors that have come on board, this is going to be our biggest and best ever. It's going to start at Milwaukee Brewing downtown on Ninth Street in Milwaukee. And end up at Wisconsin Harley Davidson, where we're going to have a huge after party, Hairbangers Ball, Rebel Grace playing the after party. Going to have great prizes, not only for those that, uh, you know, obviously win the poker hands, but for those that pre reg only, you will also be entered into a pre reg only drawing. So that's the incentive to get pre registered because you can not only win the prizes, which I, th- I believe is a big screen TV and everything. But then on top of that, if you're one of the pre-reg people and you get your name drawn, you could win one of four great ticket packages, including Bucks tickets, Brewers tickets, Badgers tickets, and three races uh, at uh, Road America next season. So all of that is upcoming. Please join us. Thanks to our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino who came to us and said, we want to give you dealers. We want to support this. We want to be a part of some veterans' causes. Please uh, let us in. And they came on board right away. Thanks to our friends from Bud Light who have been there the entire time. Growth Law Firm, G-R-O-T-H, growthlaw.com. Uh, supporting bikers, protecting bikers' rights. One of the best in the country right here in our own backyard. Obviously, Great Lakes Dragaway, which is going to have a huge weekend this weekend for a their own fireworks burnout display down there at Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. And then our friends from Buzzard Billies in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Thanks to them. I mean, we've talked about getting some sponsors on from around the state because we get riders that come in for the hometown rally on that weekend that come from all over. So they said, look, we want to help support it as well. They got great dishes, great food. I love their margaritas, by the way. But Buzzard Billy's fantastic eatery right there, downtown La Crosse. Stop it and just give them a high five. Say, way to go. Way to support all the veterans. Thanks to them for coming on board as well. So a lot of good stuff regarding uh, regarding the motorcycle ride. Uh, and thanks for being a part of it. Getting back to it, uh, we were asking the question, if you're a Badger fan, is this good in perspective? For the Badgers to have USC, UCLA coming into the Big Ten and possibly, possibly Notre Dame. Possibly. Is it good for the Badgers? Do you like it? Then here's the other question. If you are a Notre Dame fan, do you like it? Are you enthused about it? Are, are, would you say, look, I want to be a part of the Big Ten. Bring it on. Instead of just playing Michigan, going back to those days of that rivalry every now and then, what about playing Ohio State? What about playing Wisconsin? What about sticking around up in the northern Midwest? And you still have Notre Dame's name, the cachet and swagger, to go out and schedule a couple of out-of-conference games and get some big names on the docket. But wouldn't you rather do that on a week-in and week-out basis? 
yay or nay? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670, hit us up. So, Ben, as a Wisconsin fan, do you like what's going on, yay or nay? It's tough. I think there are some big positives and some big negatives. First of all, I think recruiting is definitely helped by this move. You're able to really establish a footprint in a place only when you're playing in it, really. like You Mm -hmm. saw when Nebraska moved away from the Big 12, their recruiting profile in the state of Texas went down significantly. Part of that coincided with them struggling. But you'll see the opposite effect where... Uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Iowa, Indiana, a bunch of the schools that go play in California, now they'll be able to recruit there better. So all the Big Ten will benefit from this, but in the national scheme, I think it helps recruiting. The schedule, just overall being a fan of Wisconsin football and the sport, you're not going to see something like we see this year where Minnesota is their only real good home game. You're going to get good games at Camp Randall every season. Like, it will be fun to welcome in USC and welcome in UCLA. And then when they do away with divisions, you'll get more Michigan. So as a fan, to go to games, definitely more enticing. Obviously, the elephant in the room is it makes their chances at winning the Big Ten a lot harder. And, I mean, I've kind of accepted that with the state of where college sports is. Like, the rich that are great are just getting better and better and better. While Wisconsin is also improving, I would say, aside from the quarterback position, it's just impossible to keep up. But I kind of accepted that as truth. So I like it just for the pure entertainment of it. And like, yeah, I wish we kept traditions and previous, you know, where college sports was with the regionality. You had the Rose Bowl, Big Ten versus Pac-12. That stuff going away kind of sucks. But all of this feels inevitable. So in terms of being able to wake up on Saturday and have Wisconsin visiting USC, like I, I think it'll be good for the fans that like to watch good football. Here's the next question, and George brings this up over on the Bud Light live stream, and I think it's legit. Does this then force UW to really up their game, so to speak, recruiting-wise even more? I think there's something to that, definitely. It's one of those situations where, let's say right now, Wisconsin was still like where Purdue is, where they're okay, they win some cool games, but they really don't make Big Ten titles. Like, yeah, you're forced to compete in order to have success. Success is going to look a lot different, though, because you're not winning the Big Ten West and you're probably not winning the Big Ten. I think it does force them to improve on the recruiting trail and talent acquisition a bit because and and maybe even with game planning. Right. Like when they go play Mm -hmm. UCLA, sometimes you might not be able to just beat them up physically and run the ball. Sometimes you might have to get into a track meet and win it that way. So I think it does force Wisconsin because if they go a couple years and they're not really successful, they lose to those Western powers. I think we could see a little bit of a change in how they approach recruiting and how they approach building their roster. I think they would have to. I just think because the competition is going to grow with the NIL deals starting to really become uh, almost crazy as fast as they've escalated from the original idea of just getting a stipend to some of the players to all of a sudden going to lifetime contracts where it doesn't matter if you go on to the pros or not, you're set pretty much for the rest of your life if you manage your money. I think in all this aspect and larger schools, bigger names, because Notre Dame, they go into the Big Ten, 
Now you're talking about a lot of the cachet, or the SEC for that matter, but I think the Big Ten would be smarter. But the cachet of not only being Notre Dame, but the cachet of them playing in the Big Ten or in the SEC would even be more appealing to some of these other uh, t- some of these other potential athletes, these recruits, to say, look, not only am I playing for Notre Dame, but then I'm playing the likes of Michigan, of Ohio State, of Wisconsin, of Penn State. I can start with, go through that list. I think it adds a little cachet to that as well. Uh, Tom, by the way, says uh, he does not think Notre Dame would then come into the league because the luxury of setting their own schedule, they'd actually have to play mandatory opponents. They wouldn't be able to then fool people each year into thinking that they're good by playing cupcake opponents. Although they do play some pretty good opponents. I'm not going not gonna to take away from Notre Dame and their schedule. Sometimes it just happens because they schedule so far out. But I think that um, Notre Dame at times has been higher ranked because of their scheduling. Um, but they've also won games. You can't deny that. You can only play and beat that those who are on your schedule. But I agree with you. If you don't have to play Michigan and Ohio State and Wisconsin and Iowa and Penn State and all those teams, Michigan State, every year, then, yeah, you can get an up-and-down year because then you can kind of pad your schedule with teams that are on the downside rather than on the upside, no doubt. What were you going to say, Ben? Uh, the myth that Notre Dame doesn't play anybody, but you just said it. I Yeah, they beat the crap out of some bad teams, but you look back this last year, they didn't know that North Carolina was going to be a mess. Right. They didn't know that yeah, USC they, was going to still be a mess. Like, they do schedule legit yeah. teams. They scheduled USC. They scheduled Michigan. They scheduled some teams. You know, they took a chance in scheduling Cincinnati, thinking they would just roll there with a home game. And Cincinnati went into the uh, into, into the stadium and beat them. You know, I mean, they didn't know, and I agree with you, that sometimes scheduling a team, I mean, the, the Badgers, when they scheduled LSU, was supposed to be this giant power, and, and LSU had been on the downside after that. You know, and it, don't, don't get me wrong, it's still a really good, really good opportunity. But sometimes when it's you schedule it, you schedule it five years in advance, well, a lot happens. That, that whole crew that's there when you schedule that team is gone, for the most part, by the time you actually play them. So I agree with you. I, I I don't fault Notre Dame. I know that sometimes Notre Dame gets the cachet because of their name. I understand that, but that's not all the time. That's not all the time. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. tonight and uh, well actually after the show and one of the things that I'm packing with me is uh, some of the wines from Forgotten Fire Winery. There is nothing like just uh, hanging out, opening up the RV, sliding it out, throwing out that uh, that big carpet, throwing the chairs out. Nice warm night tonight coming up even though the humidity isn't uh, isn't very high and uh, kicking back with a fire in the fire pit and uh, whether it's a beverage of brew or one of the Forgotten Fire wines. So we got two bottles of wine, but the uh, but the ciders are fantastic. Fantastic. That is our friends from Forgotten Fire Winery. Forgotten Fire Winery, which, by the way, big weekend for them because uh, they, have, they have quite a bit uh, coming up when it comes to uh, music. They've got a lot of stuff going on. 
this weekend over at the winery. So if you're going to be in Peshtigo, Wisconsin, Peshtigo, stop on up. Stop on up and say, hey, uh, I heard about it on the Bill Michael Show. I'd like to do a little bit of a tasting. Talk to Jake. He's the winemaker. And uh, just uh, enjoy the wine. They've got charity events both on Saturday and Sunday. Food being made for different charities. Music both days. So enjoy yourself in Peshtigo or wherever it is you're going to be this weekend. If you're not going to do the beer, then sit back with a nice chilled bottle of white, chilled bottle of red. Hell, I don't care. They don't care either. It's called Fun in a Bottle. That's Forgotten Fire Winery. ForgottenFireWinery.com. Find it at your local grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores. You'll find it. It is Wisconsin-made right here by people in Wisconsin, for people in Wisconsin. And as they say, it is fun in a bottle. I love that stuff. Forgotten Fire Winery. Yeah, and the Moscatos are out, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got uh, they got some good stuff. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, live music from Fire on High. Sunday, music by Matt Johnson. Uh, the normal business hours, they are open on Monday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., so stop on in. Uh, but they're grilling for charity with the local AMVETS uh, tomorrow. And then on Sunday, uh, the Peshtigo Music Parents are going to be out there fundraising for the Pestigo School Pestigo Schools Music Departments, and they're heading to Nashville, so they're trying to raise some funds for a trip to go to Nashville. So not a bad way to go. That's all from our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Um, going back to the discussion about the realignment and also the Big Ten and getting UCLA and USC and the possibility of them then bringing in Notre Dame. Ray, as a Notre Dame alum, says... I, for a long time, have been telling my friends they should go to the Big Ten. There's more money there. would mean more benefits to Notre Dame. And Notre Dame would then have the opportunity to stand up with Ohio State and dominate the Big Ten. They should do so. Although, Ray, let me caution you after this. They should do so, and that would then solidify them each and every year into a bowl bid when it comes to a championship. Ray, uh, I love the enthusiasm. The arrogant optimism I'm a little bit over the top on. Nah, wait a minute. Remember when there was one other team that said, let's go to the Big Ten and dominate. The only foe we really have is going to be Ohio State, and we can beat them. We're the almighty, right? Who was the last team to do that, Ben? That was Nebraska, Bill. Damn straight. And what have they been doing ever since in football? Sucking swamp water. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Yeah, I was going to put it nicely. I've said they haven't been great, but yeah, they're <laughs> they haven't been great. They're a damn train wreck. Yeah, uh, there you go, there you go. The last team that came in, the last uh, you know school that came in and said, "Hey, we are the Almighty. We're going to join the Big Ten for the money. We're going to take their money. We're going to take their championships. We're going to kick their ass." And uh, lo and behold, uh, they have had uh, a foot, a shoe, a large shoe squarely implanted in the rectum pretty much ever since the day they came into the Big Ten. Let's be honest. So, yeah, bring it on, Notre Dame. Show your wares. Bring it on. That's part of the reason some people say, uh, as Stacy says, uh, no way Notre Dame ever comes to the Big Ten or the SEC. They would get beat up on each and every year, and that is completely unacceptable to the almighty Golden Domers. Stacy, you're probably right. Penn State kind of thought that a little bit, but Nebraska was the one that came in with all the pomp and circumstance. But I, I agree with you, Greg. Greg said Penn State had same, the same idea. Penn State, when uh, Joe Potter said, yeah, you know, all right, well, you take a little money, you know. Um, 
there's a bad joke there to be made, and I'm not going to do it. But, uh, and thank you for those that were saying the joke, but I'm not going to do it. Um, but I agree. Uh, Penn State came in with a lot of uh, thought that they were going to come in and just run rough shot over the Big Ten. Never happened. Never happened. Coming up in the next hour, coming up in the next hour, Bailey Curry, NASCAR driver, Xfinity Series. Yeah, he's going to be joining us. It's time to talk a little racing. We got other things to get to. We're going to talk. And the quote of quotes. One, Bill Huber and Rich Bisaccia regarding the Green Bay Packers. There's more from Pro Football Focus out about the Green Bay Packers. And it's not the reaction I expected coming out of the world of golf. We still got a lot. We got two hours yet to go going into the holiday weekend. We got a lot to get to. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 